0: Welcome to the Focus Today podcast with Perry Atkinson.
1: Well, welcome back and continued All Eyes on Israel. Today, I'm really honored to have with us uh, Jonathan Tobin. He's the editor-in-chief of the Jewish News Syndicate. He's the host of Top Story with Jonathan Tobin there on that network. He's also a senior contributor to The Federalist and a columnist for the New York Post, Newsweek and other outlets. He's one busy person. By the way, his website is JNS, which stands for Jewish News Syndicate.org. JNS.org. Jonathan, good to see you. How are you today? Good morning. Thanks for having me on, Barry. You bet. Where are we Skyping you in from? Where are you? Uh, just outside of Philadelphia. Good. Thanks for your time. So what do you think uh, from your perspective, what's going on in Israel?
0: Well, obviously, uh, everybody's uh, basically on tiptoe just at this moment, waiting for the next stage in this war. Um, Israel's uh, ground forces are um, mobilizing; are mobilized. They are amassed next to Gaza. The question is, when do they get the order to go in to take out Hamas? And, um, you know, the, the whole byplay right now, is between the United States and Israel and the debate within America and how that's going to influence uh, what Israel does or whether it will. Um, The main thing we have to realize and can't say enough is that an effort to take out Hamas, this is a moral war. And as much as all deaths are to be regretted, and there's, you know, increasingly, if you look at the corporate mainstream press, the New York Times, the Washington Post, all of the story is about, you know, Palestinian victims, Palestinian suffering. We've already forgotten the um, Israeli 9-11 from last week in which uh, where 1,300 people were slaughtered. Just unbelievable atrocities. It doesn't even bear thinking about, let alone discussing. And, um, you know, they're being forgotten. There are maybe more, you know, more than 150 hostages that are being held inside Gaza by these terrorists. And um, what we can't say enough is that Israel has not only a right, but a duty to take them out. And that as Americans, we should be cheering for that, not trying to put the brakes on them out of some misplaced concern for the Palestinians, because Hamas, their goal is to destroy Israel, to kill as many Jews, and frankly, kill Americans. They are not a path to peace. The idea that leaving them in place or replacing them with other terrorists is the path to peace is nuts. It's insane. And that's ha- you know, that has to be what we are saying right now. And that's what ha- the Biden administration needs to be hearing.
1: All right, there's a lot there. Let me unpack this quickly because we were afraid that the narrative would be changing within days of the war. However, the whole world saw Hamas attack is Israel. This could be different this time. We're starting to see some people turn. They had a demonstration in LA over the weekend in favor of Israel. Even the New York mayor has said, Israel has a right to defend itself. But we don't know where the Biden administration really stands. They're saying, yeah, we have their back, but that's it. We don't hear anything else. What is your take on that? Listen,
0: the, the president's statements, and I'm not a fan of, of uh, the president or this administration, their policies help make the, these atrocities possible with their appeasement of Iran, their attempt to uh, you know, involve the Palestinians in negotiations between Israel and the Saudis. They are still complicit in the failed policies of the past. But president's statements about supporting Israel, about condemning Hamas, They've been unexceptional. I can't really criticize. The question is, what's next? Is, is the United States really going to back Israel as it does this necessary job of taking out these bloodthirsty terrorists? Or at some point, relatively soon, are they going to try to put the brakes on them? Because it's fine to talk about, you know, supporting Israel's right to to defend itself. You know, and even the Europe the Europeans are saying that, yes, and you're right, there's been a lot more support for Israel than there was two weeks ago. Um, sadly, as uh, you know, the um, title of a rather famous book of essays well, goes, everybody loves dead Jews. It's the live ones trying to defend themselves that tend to be unpopular. But what kind of timeline is Biden putting on Netanyahu? How, how much time is he giving the Israelis to do what they have to do? Because if he's gonna do that, it's not gonna end well. It's not going to end well for Israel, because if they allow Hamas to be triumphant, and by triumphant, I mean still standing at some point at the end when the firing stops, that's a victory for them, that's a defeat for Israel, and that's a defeat for the United States as well. I, I don't think Americans understand that a strong Israel is, is the basis for a stable Middle East, not, you know, not the opposite.
1: Is this putting uh, pressure on Egypt to accept those who are now escaping from the south into Egypt? Um, are, they, are they walking them? Will they welcome them? Will they help them?
0: Well, the Egyptians have no interest in helping the Palestinians. They never have. Um, this current Egyptian government is friendly with Israel because they see it rightly as an ally against their worst enemy, which is the Muslim Brotherhood. Which is really the parent organization of Hamas. Um, I don't see. I don't see the Egyptian government letting, you know, a large body of what they view as potential or actual Hamas supporters, Muslim Brotherhood supporters, into their country. It's a conundrum because the suffering of these people will be real because they're being displaced by a war that their government started. But let's remember something about Gaza and Hamas. Um, Gaza is, and has been since 2007, an independent Palestinian state in all but name. Israel withdrew every soldier, settler, and settlement from Gaza in 2005, and instead of an incubator for peace, it became a terrorist fortress, a terrorist stronghold. And if that sovereignty is reestablished, if Hamas or some replacement for Hamas is put back in place, We're just gonna get the same thing. And as much as, you know, I'm sympathetic to the people who are being displaced by the war, but the solution has to be a complete defeat for, for Hamas, which has broad popular support. One of the, the one thing that President Biden has been saying in the last few days that is completely false with respect to the Middle East is the idea that the vast majority of Palestinians have nothing to do with Hamas. Hamas won an election. If, there's, if there hasn't been an election in Judea and Samaria, the West Bank, since 2005, Mahmoud Abbas is currently serving the 19th year of the four-year term to which he was elected in 2005. And the reason why there isn't, there hasn't been another election, is that he knows Hamas would beat him. Hamas is popular among the Palestinians. They've cheered these terrorist outrages. Now that doesn't mean they should all suffer or be punished, but what they have to see is that. This organization is absolutely defeated. The only reason why, for example, Germany is a sane country today is because the Nazis were militarily defeated and the German people saw that they had to completely change their orientation, their goals. The Palestinians have to see the same thing for this to stop.
1: So, Jonathan, given that narrative, wouldn't this empower... Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu to go at it no matter what pressure comes from this administration, knowing that this administration is 2.0 of the Obama administration, which had no regard to Israel whatsoever. So doesn't he have an incentive to stick with the plan here?
0: He has, uh, he's being pushed and pulled in two different, you know, it's not that simple, unfortunately. Of course, he wants to get this done. He needs to follow up this catastrophic defeat that happened on his watch, the military and security establishment completely failed, you know, kind of like the way the security establishment failed in this country after, in 9-11. And he's the guy who was in charge. It's on his, it's on his, uh, you know, it's his responsibility, ultimately. I don't see him surviving in the long run as prime minister because of it, despite his many accomplishments. Um, and he's got to deal with the fact that, on the one hand, the Israeli people... Want to see a victory? They want um, Hamas defeated. They need it. On the other hand, the poli- you know the political forces within Israel are all pushing against him. The opposition, his new partners in, in his unity government, and if the Americans come down hard at him on some at some point and say stop, there are going to be a lot of people in Jerusalem. We're going to use that as an opportunity to undermine Netanyahu. His political position within Israel is very, very weak at this moment. His oh. mandate to, to for victory is strong, but his political position is is shaky, and you know that's just a fact of life at the moment, and that's a problem for Israel. And frankly, it's a problem for the United States. Biden should be propping Netanyahu up at this moment, not threatening him or or putting himself in a position where he may well threaten him soon.
1: Gosh, I want to get you back. I only have one segment. I'll get you back. But let me ask you this question, Jonathan. Um, It's obvious uh, Iran's behind us, even though the administration said there's no indication of that. But this is now getting serious, and Iran over the weekend has even threatened the United States. Will this in the long run provoke some kind of retaliation against Iran?
0: Well, you know, that's that's another really complicated equation. This administration is dedicated to the appeasement of Iran, even as their appeasement policies have failed and blown up in their faces. It's very hard to see this administration doing that. Now, it's true, you know, we now have two carrier task forces in the eastern Mediterranean, which, you know, is widely believed to be sending a message to Iran and basically to his terrorist auxiliary in Lebanon, Hezbollah not to start another, you know, a second front against Israel. And that certainly would be helpful. It's hard to imagine uh, the United States uh, threatening Iran directly beyond that. There's also the question, you know, one of the least reported stories of the last month was that um, basically two and a half weeks ago, before this uh, terrorist outrage, a week before it, in a Friday afternoon news dump, the Department of Defense released a report that said that Iran is only 12 days away from having enough fissile material to make a bomb, to make a nuclear bomb. That That's a game changer. That basically says they're a threshold nuclear power. And that is a real problem for Israel, but more of that point, it's a real problem for the United States. And this administration does not seem to have any solution to it. That's why the Saudis are afraid. That's why Israel and the Saudis and the rest of the Arab world are Moving closer together, and that's why Iran sort of mobi- among of the reasons among the reasons that Iran is mobilizing its terrorist forces and Hezbollah and Hamas to try to blow up the region.
1: Uh, okay, one quick last question. So, would that open the door for Israel to go at it alone against Iran?
0: You know, I guess the answer from the Israelis and from the Israeli military is one war at a time. Um, it's a very you know. Iran is a really hard target. It's a big target. Uh, I've been reporting about this for a long time, speaking to people in in our in, in our you know uh, defense department and the Navy, and speaking to people in Israel. The United States is the force that has the um, that has the the planes. That has the, you know it's it's almost like it's it would be really hard for Israel to do it on its own to do it definitively. It would be much easier for the United States to do it. If it's only Israel doing this, that's a really, really uphill battle. Mm-hmm. If the United States were involved, but the point is, can you imagine this administration? Or quite frankly, listen, the American people don't want another war in the Middle East, uh, whether you're a Republican or Democrat. Nobody wants that. So it's a real problem where this is going.
1: Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Can I get you back? You're fascinating. Uh, Well, thank you. Let me say to our viewers and listeners, check out his website, JNS.org, which stands for the Jerusalem News Syndicate. Check out his his program as well, Top Story with Jonathan Tobin, and go to his website, JNS.org and support what he's doing. We'll get you back soon. Thank you, my friend. Thanks for your time. Thank
0: you. Thank you for listening to this week's Focus Today podcast. Remember... You can visit our website to check out all the interviews we did this week on our daily Focus Today TV show at the Dove.us. And if you like this podcast, please take a moment to rate us and share it with your friends.